Hey everybody, welcome back to Deadly Archives. I'm Drew. And I'm Anna, and this is part two of the Toolbox Killers. Um, I guess we're just going to go ahead and get right on into it. Um, where we last left off was Bittinger and Norris had met in a men's colony prison. Uh, they had purchased a van together that they called the Murder Mac, um, and they began a life of crime. Uh, they had been previously scouting out different like secluded locations to start taking girls and doing bad things um what is it like that? <laughs> no because that's awkward it's not recap. awkward or it's only awkward if you make it awkward i think that i think that bittinger norris made it awkward they were probably like the like the people that said the bad class and like just... the, the back class <laughs> what no the kids that sat at the back of the class back oh, okay you know, like, the, had the hood up the entire time, yeah. had their feet in their chair. Yeah, I'm scared yeah. of those people. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess we're just going to go ahead and get into it. Um, after they had been scouting out locations and bringing kind of like trial run hitchhikers there, they found their very first victim, Lucinda Lynn Schaefer. Lynn. Lady Lynn. Lynn. So, Bittinger and Norris killed their first victim, 16-year-old. Dude. Lucinda Lynn Schaefer on June 24th, 1979. Why is she so young? At least like a 40-year-old woman. Well, no. 50? Remember they liked the young girls. Oh, yeah. They're weird. Yeah. Uh, what do you call them? Pedophiles. Yes. Schaefer was last seen leaving um, a church meeting in Redondo Beach. So, basically, there's a lot of quotes and like... Hold up. He goes to church, but he just killed someone. I told you, they like God. Did he confess to the person in the box? The person in the box? Yeah, you know, like in churches they have like the big Oh, box. the confession? Yeah, that I thing. don't think so. But, so, Bittinger, this is a lot of stuff that he has said. I'll tell you when it's a direct quote, but this first part isn't. But this is like their, this is the time of events of that day according to the killers. So... Bittinger stated that him and Norris had finished constructing the bed. The pair had installed... Yeah, so there's a... Why is there a bed? It's How did in the, the van. bed come into this? It's in the van. Why is there a bed in the van? Well, it's... I'm gonna tell you. They're taking, like... They're like, definitely not places? taking... <laughs> no. <laughs> one's driving, one's sleeping? No. Um, so... Basically, they're kind of redoing the van. Sorry, that, like, started so abrupt, but this is from, oh, like, I a record sheet. Oh, I love models. I don't know if you love this one. Um, so they had finished installing a bed in the rear van. Um, so beneath that, there were tools, clothes, and a cooler filled with beers and soft drinks. Um, so they were working hard. Soft drinks. Um, at approximately, like soda. At approximately you, 11 a.m. Hold on. Do you say soda? Yeah. Do you call it soda? Yeah. Do you really call it soda? Yeah. It's called pop. Pop or soda? No, it's pop. Not not soda. <laughs> okay, well, according to him, it's soft drinks. So uh, it's pop. Okay, well, it, beers and pop. Um, at approximately <laughs> 11 a.m., the pair drove to, quote, the beach area, drinking beer, smoking grass, and flirting with girls. <laughs> we had no set routine, end quote. So they were living their best life. Smoking grass. And smoking grass, that's a direct quote. Um, at approximately 7.46 p.m., I just don't want to put him with the hippies. Um, <laughs> Norris had spotted Schaefer walking down a side street and remarked to Minninger, quote, there's a cute little blonde, oh. end quote. Mm, no, that's, hold up. What? 
Yeah. Uh, no, thank you. So after, okay, so keep this in mind. Bittinger was good with younger kids. He wasn't the sexual guy. That was Norris. But he would. They both. They they are eventually. No. But like Bittinger, he would get like kids to trust him because he'd offer them like booze and marijuana. Oh you remember my that? God, like no, that was his thing. It's all candies and animals. Yeah, so um, that's like his like little like in ruse. Yeah, so just keep that in mind. Did I use that right? Yeah. Okay. So after unsuccessfully attempting to entice Schaefer, um, into their van, they offered he just her picks her up and throws in the van. No, he <laughs> offered her marijuana and a ride home. So she. What were accept- sixteen year olds doing back then? She- crazy stuff. She didn't accept it. Um, and Bittinger and Norris drove further ahead and parked alongside the driveway. So, like, alongside the sidewalk, basically. Um, Norris left the vehicle and opened the passenger side sliding door. Uh, he leaned into the van and with his head and shoulders obscure from the view behind the door. So, this is all really intense. But this is, like, direct... Donna, 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 Literally. Donna, Donna. Okay. So, basically, Donna. this is all... These are all from, like, police reports. So, he, his, picture this. He opens up the door. His, like, head and shoulders is inside the van. It's like you're, if you're peeking from out behind a door. Yeah, so the only thing that the sidewalk could see is, like, his back and his, like, legs. So, he's inside the van. Um, but, like, turned kind of sideways. So, when Schaefer passed the van, Norris exchanged a few words with her. And then he, like, swooped her in with his arm and stuck her inside the van. <laughs> I'm just imagining. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you're trying to, like... If you're on a speeding train, you know, and, like, you're hanging out there, <laughs> and, like, there's this person just walking alongside the train that's moving, like, a, some something miles per hour, uh-huh. and you just, like, scoop them up and just, like, <laughs> throw them in the van, like, that's in the, what in, happened. Like, the train at the same time. Yeah. So, she's in the van now. <laughs> like, um, an action movie. That's, that's what it, that, that's what I'm picturing right now. So, yeah. 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 So, using this ruse, you did use the right word, um, this is how they did a lot of their murders. So, after getting her in the van, Bittinger turned the radio up to full volume as Norris had bound her arms and legs and gagged her with duct tape as Bittinger drove. So, well, that one of them was driving, one of them was in nice the bed. nice enough to let her pick the music. I don't know if that's their priority. I mean, it's her last day on Earth, so... That's true. Might as well. So, he drove Schaefer to the fire road in San Gabriel Mountains, which is, like, where they had found their little thing. Gabriel? 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 Gabriel. Gabriel. In the mountains. <laughs> I think I did that last episode, too. It's the it's the place that they found the secluded area. Um, so, in April, the, pre- the pair had previously switched the locks of that place. That way they can get in easier. So, despite her initially screaming when she was abducted, Schaefer had regained her composure. Um, in Bittinger's written account of this night, he wrote that Shaver had, quote, displayed a magnificent state of self-control and had composed acceptance well, of the conditions in which she die, had no control. So... She shed no tears, offered no resistance. She expressed no great concern for her safety. I guess she knew what was coming, end quote. Maybe she's like them and just doesn't, like... I don't think so. I think that she was <laughs> trying to... Bittinger's really smart. Remember that? So, like, he uses fancy words. Fancy. Yeah. Dude. He has the IQ of, like, 138 or something. I can't, like, I don't like going to fancy restaurants. I feel like, like, I, I don't know. You know? Like, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if, like, I feel like whenever I go, I feel like I'm always underdressed even though I'm not. Yeah. Like, it's just, I, 
how, why do they exist? Like, I why? Don't know. Why not, like, just go to McDonald's? Like, it's fine. <laughs> so, after they had gone into, like, the little fire road place, Norris had raped her after instructing Benninger to, quote, go take a walk, end quote. <laughs> hey, um, go take a hike. Literally. <laughs> and he came back an hour later. Um, so, upon Benninger returning to the van, he similarly raped Schaefer when Norris had to go take a walk. They took turns? They took turns. So, upon the second occasion that she was raped by Norris in Benninger's absence, Schaefer, Schaefer asked him whether he intended to kill her, and Norris said no. Um, in the response, Schaefer requested to ha- be allowed to be alone and pray before she was killed if that was Bittiger and Norris's intention. So she was like, I need to pray before, please. So Was she Christian? Did she escape? Yeah, she... Was that her escape plan? No, she like came from a church. Oh. Remember? Yeah. So... Yeah, no, I completely forgot. Yeah. Um, basically, here's what happened next. So Schaefer had pleaded for only one, for only, quote, only a second to pray, end quote, before Norris had attempted to manually strangle her. Oh. So she knew that he was lying and he is going to kill her. So approximately after 45 seconds, Norris became really disturbed at, quote, the look in her eyes and ran for the front of the van and started to vomit. Is that the one that's like... He's the sexual guy. What, then why is he, like, so disturbed then? He's never killed anyone before. Well, that's his own fault. <laughs> um, he so, should be prepared before he does anything. Like, the first, num- like, number one rule for absolutely anything is always come prepared. They bought a van, Drew. They were prepared. That's not prepared enough, obviously. <laughs> that's or, Apparently. Yeah, so Bittinger, once Norris is, you know, puking, <laughs> Bittinger decided that he was going to strangle Schaefer. Um, so he did until she collapsed on the ground and began convulsing. Oh. Yeah, so he twisted a wire coat hanger around her neck um, with, like, pliers until she stopped, like, convulsing. So, oh. yeah. I Bittinger is not a good guy. Um, so they wrapped her body I, in a I'm plastic shower curtain. all of this. Me too. They wrapped her body in a plastic shower curtain and threw it over a steep canyon that Bittinger had picked out before this. Um, and according I'll to Norris, after Bittinger had thrown her over the canyon, Bittinger assured him, quote, the animals will eat her up so there won't be any evidence left, end quote. Uh, it's actually very unlikely for them to do that. And also, that's going to mold so quick. Shower curtains mold, like, <laughs> one day it's fine, the next it's done. So I'm going to, these are now all of his murders. All of their murders. So I'm going to keep going. So the next one, the next victim, these will happen pretty, I mean, relatively within each other. Andrea Joy Hall. Hey, Joy from Inside Out. <laughs> so the name you're after? Probably. Um, so on July 8th, 1979, two weeks after the murder of Schaefer, Benninger and Norris had encountered the 18-year-old Andrea Joy Hall hiking along the Pacific Coast Highway. Was she hitchhiking. alone? Yeah, she was hitchhiking. Oh my god. Do people not know? It was like, a different time. You should never go, like, off on your own. Like, always the buddy system. Yeah. Um, so anyway, the van kind of slowed up right, like, up to her and asked if she needed a lift. So while they did that, another vehicle pulled up and offered Hall that, which she accepted. 
So she didn't get in the van with Bittinger. She got in the van with someone else. But it, she still gets murdered. So they, did they chase after her or something? Yeah, Bittinger and Norris followed the car from the distance that he met Hall until the vehicle exited in Redondo Beach. So they followed the car. Oh my god, yeah. that's stalkerish. Hey, hold up. Question. Okay, what? so if someone was stalking you mm-hmm. and you were to stalk them back, would they know if you were stalking them? I would think so. But, like, what if, like, if you didn't know they were stalking you, then how would they know if you're stalking them? If. Like, how will they know? I don't know. Exactly. So if you ever have a stalker, just stalk <laughs> them back. <laughs> Okay, that's a like Keep loaded going. question. Okay, so um, on this occasion, Norris had hid in the back of the van in order to like trick Hall into believing that Bittinger was the only one in the car. So when Bittinger was inside the van, he had ordered Hall to get him a cold drink from the cooler um, under their bed. Oh. Yeah. So Norris, who had Isn't hidden, is she gonna see all the weapons in? It's under the bed. So yeah. Yeah. So so is the beer, and she he just oh she's not gonna be able to get out. Never mind. Yeah. So Norris had hidden behind like the bedspread at the van, or oh. like in the back of the van, <laughs> and and pounced on Hall <laughs> when she tried to get a drink. So okay. So sorry. So Hall was in the van. Yes. They picked her up. She's the one that was gonna get him a drink. Mm-hmm. So he yeah jumped on her. So, so, uh, after a strenuous fight, um, he managed to subdue her by twisting her arm behind her back, causing her to scream in pain. Oh, I hate when that happens. It hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. So, Norris had gagged Hall with adhesive tape around, and then bound her on her wrists and ankles. Bittinger had drove, with um... tape? Yeah, with, like, adhesive tape. Rope. Like, duct tape. Like, tape is so easy to get out of. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I imagine being gagged with it. Like, not over your mouth, like, in your mouth. Oh, that's disgusting. Like, pa- like a tape ball or something. Yeah. Oh, dude, taste, tape tastes disgusting. No. Especially Gorilla Tape. <laughs> um, so, Bittinger and Norris had drove Hall to the same location where they had taken Schaefer, the little secluded one, in the mountains. Um, and there, she was wa- raped twice by Bittinger and once by Norris. Which is a different little thing, because usually Bittinger is... Not the, like, sexual guy. Well, he's becoming <laughs> yeah. one. So, while Bittinger was raping Hall for the second time, Norris saw that, um, he believed that a vehicle with headlights was approaching. So, Bittinger put his hand over Hall's mouth and dragged her to the nearby bushes as Norris drove, um, and searched for the vehicle that he thought he had seen. So, they're, like, really paranoid. Um, rightfully so. So, when he returned... Was there a car? No. There was no car? No. But they thought that there was. Because they were, like, if you're already, like, really nervous about something, then you're going to, like, start making yourself even more nervous. Makes sense. So, when they got back, or when Norris got back and they all got back in the car, they drove to another location farther, like, deeper into the mountains. And so, that's when Bittinger forced Hall to white to hike uphill naked alongside a road. And then... Do you want to do mosquito bite you, probably A lot. And then he forced her to have sex with him. Like, by the road. So that's actually awful, and I don't know how they didn't get caught. So this was all before he made Hall pose for lots of Polaroid pictures. So they did hang pictures on their walls. 
Ew. That's yeah. like the worst part. It's like it like they're like they're taking it as a trophy pretty much. Exactly. So um Bittinger and Norris drove Hall to a third location where Bittinger again um, made Hall walk up a nearby hill. This time though, Norris had drove to a nearby store to get some alcohol. So when Norris returned, Bittinger was alone and in his possession were two further Polaroid pictures that he had taken. Um, both which had depicted Hall's face in like complete quote sheer terror as she had begged for her life to be spared and that's a quote from Norris so Bittinger had informed Norris that he had already told Hall that he was going to kill her and had challenged her to give him as many reasons as she she should wow as she could come up with as to why she should be allowed to live um obviously they weren't good enough for him and so he shoved an ice pick through her ear (gasps) into her brain oh god that no. I would hate, for, like, in my ear? No. In my face? Probably. Probably in the face, but, like, going through your eardrum? That, like, just popping your ear, like, if you got a plan, you're going yeah. up, and, like, you, like, just that hurts, like, hurts. No, that sounds awful. I have to have something, like, go through your ear to your brain is, like, I cannot imagine that. Isn't it's like not done yet. death? No. What? He turned her body over, put the ice pick in the other ear, and oh. stomped on it. <gasps> like, stomped on the ice pick until the handle broke. Oh, my Like, God. in her ear. So, it's still in her ear. And then, Bittinger strangled her and then threw her off a cliff. So, she wasn't dead yet. Dude, I cannot imagine the pain she went through. Yeah. These people are awful. Like, they, they really thought this out. Yeah, Bittinger's getting, he's, honestly, Norris isn't, like, as into it as I thought he would be. Bittinger's a lot more, like... Like, he's, like, really finding his true calling here. Exactly, and he was one that was, like, all better and, like, getting a good job and mm-hmm. all this stuff. So, next we're going to be moving on to the next two victims, um, Jackie Doris Gilman and Jacqueline Lee Lamp. Leah Lamp. Um... So, on September 3rd, Benninger and Norris observed two girls, Jackie Doris Gilman and Jacqueline Leah Lamp, sitting on a bus stop bench near Hermosa Beach. Hermosa. That sounds right. Where? Hermosa. Like, if I sound yeah. it out. Yeah. Hermosa Beach. So, uh, Isn't Lamp... Is that a drink? That's a mimosa. Oh. Never mind. <laughs> um, Lamp and Gilliam had been hitchhiking along the, along the Pacific coast before Bittinger and Norris had observed them while they were at the bus stop. So Bittinger and Norris offered the girls a ride, which they had accepted. Inside the band, van, both girls were offered marijuana by Norris Marijuana. And they accepted. <laughs> yeah. Um, so shortly after they had been in the van, both girls realized that Bittinger had steered the van off the Pacific Coast Highway, which is the direction that they needed to go. And they started heading toward, guess where... The, the secret hideout? Exactly. That cave. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> when the girls said no, they don't want to go there, both Bittinger and Norris attempted to ally the girls and gave them a bunch of cons- like excuses why they shouldn't be worried, um, which really didn't have any effect on the girls. They were no. still really worried. So Lamp, who was 13, I feel so bad calling her Lamp. I'll go with Jacqueline. <laughs> well, That's her last Lamp. name. Like, you've been calling them all by, like, their last name. Their last name, name. I know, but I feel... Okay. Jacqueline, who was 13, had attempted to open the sliding door, and that's when Norris hit her on the back of the head with 
a dude she's 13 yeah with a bag filled with lead weights that knocked her unconscious um and then he like basically got into a fight with gilliam so and she was 15 so young yeah so 13 to 15 is how old they are so as he began to bind and gag um jackie I'm going to use their first names. They're, I, don't, I don't like their last names. I feel bad saying them. You've said it this entire time. I know, but it's only for this one. So, Jacqueline is Lamp and Gilliam is Jackie. Just because their last names sound so, I'm like... I'm already confused. Okay, Gilliam. We'll, we'll stick with Gilliam and, and Jacqueline. Okay? Okay. Gilliam is Gilliam. Jacqueline <laughs> is Lamp. So, um, as he binded and gagged Gilliam, Jacqueline regained consciousness and again tried to leave the van. Um, and that's when Norris twisted her arm behind her back and dragged her back into the van. So he's sticking with what he knows. Um, and so as the struggle ensued, Bittinger, knowing nothing of what the girls were actually going through, had stopped the van and punched Gilliam in the face. And assisted by Norris, he finished binding and gagging the two girls. So... Yeah, Gilliam and Jacqueline were both driven to this to the to the mountains. I almost said it again. San Gabriel Gabriel Mountains, Mountains where they were held captive for almost two days, um, and they were bound and gagged repeatedly with lots of sexual abuse that happened. So both men slept alongside their van, alongside their two hostages, um, and they alternatively kept acting as like lookouts. To make sure nothing. So now happen. they're like do, they're like, keeping they're switching. People. Yeah. So on one occasion, Binninger had forced Jacqueline to walk up a nearby hill, and made her pose for pornographic pictures and returned her to the van. Um, so he's really sticking with this Polaroid thing. Binninger also asked Norris to take Polaroid pictures of himself and Gilliam, both nude oh. and clothed. So the first three instances of which Binninger had raped. Gilliam, he also created tape recordings of himself, forcing the girl to pretend like he was his cousin. Ew. And informing Gillian to feel free and express her pain. Dude. So, Bittinger is probably my least favorite person ever on on the whole world. That's l- absolutely disgusting. Yeah. So, this is awful. Um, Bittinger has also made it known that he tortured Gilliam by stabbing her breasts with an ice pick and using pliers to tear off parts of her nipple. That's gotta hurt. That's yeah. Like, that's He's gotta awful. Hurt I I hate Bittinger so much. See, so now I can say we can hang people. Like, yeah, that, we can hang when, these people. Like that's when like this is why we need to bring back hanging. <laughs> <laughs> like I just, I think it should still be legal. Was it ever actually legal? Yeah, it happened. Okay, I like I knew it was well, happened, what, but I didn't know if it was actually when, during, legal. During like the French Revolution and stuff, that's why the guillotine was invented because they were killing so many people and hanging just like wasn't fast enough and it was too no, painful. No, that's no, that's why you that's need why they hang. brought that, well, that's people why they got like the guillotine. They need to suffer. That's true. They are dead, which is good. That so did they die of natural causes, old yes. age? Like did I'll, someone kill them? Just you wait. I'll tell you later. So, um, after almost two days in captivity, Jacqueline and Gilliam were murdered. That's not like they're from a zoo. (laughs) They literally were. They were, like, put on display for Norris and Bittinger. So, 
At the trial that later happened, Norris had claimed that he had suggested to Gilliam that they be um, be killed quickly um, because Jacqueline had been largely cooperative throughout the period of her captivity. Um, and Baker replied, quote, no, they only die once anyway, end quote. Oh, So Norris God. is like, well, let's, you know, Jacqueline has been, like, really good. Like, let's not, you know... Throw out her death. Yeah. Bittinger did not want that. So Bittinger struck Gilliam. See, this is all Nor- uh, Norris. Norris. Norris's? No, no, Norris. Narwhal. It's no. all his fault. Norris's or Bittinger's? Uh, Narwhal's. It's his fault? Why? Yeah. Because, like, he made. Oh, that's true, because uh, he the, was the one that. Yeah. Bed dude. Whatever his name is. Mm. And, like, to, like, this monster. Yeah, because his only crimes before were, like, petty theft. Yeah, but, like, now, like, he's literally... Yeah. Rape, murder, like, taking pictures of these girls. Yeah. Like, dude, get a life. For real. So, Gilliam was struck in each year with an ice pick and strangled to death, just like, um, Hall was. So, after Bittinger had murdered Gilliam, he forced Jacqueline to get out of the van, and upon exiting the sliding door, Bittinger shouted to her... You wanted to stay a virgin, now you can die a virgin. Which isn't true. That was a direct quote, by the way. That's not true. Do they know what it means? Like, are they, like, I thought they were supposed to be really smart. I literally, ugh. So, after he said that, Norris had struck her on the head with a sledgehammer, and Bittinger strangled Jacqueline until she, until he thought that she was dead. Um, when Jacqueline had opened her eyes, because she wasn't dead yet, Norris hit her again with the sledgehammer and then bidding her strangled her again. So, it, Norris... What's the strangling? I don't know. But Norris was like, oh, let's not make her death too bad. And then he hits her with a sledgehammer. Are you kidding me? No, like repeatedly. So, the bodies of Did Gilliam and Jacqueline... Did they split personality disorder? No. Are you sure? Yes. I think they did. Or, well, they're psychotic. Or one of them might. I don't remember. We'd have to go back and listen to the other. Or actually, I can just look right now. Because I know they have mental issues. Well, everybody knows that right yeah. now. But, like, one of them, like, there's... Yeah, so, um, Bittinger was, like, psychotic and was highly manipulative. And then Norris had schizophrenic personality disorder. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so I th- I said that in the first episode, but they're like are actually like like sociopaths and psychopaths. Jeffrey um, Dahmer. Literally. <laughs> so the bodies of Jacqueline and Gilliam are thrown over the embankment into the ch- help chaparral chapar chapar. I don't know. And Hold they on. were dumped. They were dumped into an embankment into a place. We cannot pronounce. Yes. Yes. This is where Google Translate comes. I've tried. I can't. I don't. I. I need pronunciation guides always. Detect as another language. No. I've had. I have. I've had them do that with English words. They detect as like it. Well, they detect as like some other language when it's in what's it when it's in English. (laughs) Okay. Next, I think this is. Yes, this is their final victim, Shirley Lynette Ledford. Lynette, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I love her. <laughs> so, Benninger and Norris abducted their final victim, 16-year-old Shirley Lynette Ledford, on October 31st, 1979. Um, Can she, like, pick a different name? 
Like, why Shirley? Like, Shirley Temple? I don't, I don't think that she picked her name. But well, she needs a better name, so. Well, she we'll call is her dead. Lynette. I'm going to call her Ledford. Why? Because I did everyone Led by their Lights. last name because Lights. all their names look too similar. Because, like, Jackie and Jacqueline would have got confusing, and, like, Shirley and, um, the other Temple. S. No, Shirley. I forgot the other girl's name, too. Uh, uh, Hall? Shirley and Lucinda. I didn't want, I don't know why, but I kept confusing them, because they're both 16. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Ledford was abducted as she stood outside of a gas station when she was hitchhiking home from a Halloween party in, um, a suburb of Los Angeles. Investigators believe that Ledford had accepted a ride home from Bittinger Norris because she recognized Bittinger because he was, um, frequented, wow, he frequented the restaurant that Lenningford had a part-time job at. So, upon accepting their offer for a lift home and entering the van, Ledford was offered marijuana by Norris, which she refused, and Bittinger drove the van to a secluded street where Norris had drew a knife, bound, and gagged Ledford with construction tape. Why construction tape? Is that like the they yellow, keep switching up the tape. Like the yellow tape. That's what that I think. Like you like you put like cross crime like scenes. Not like the crime scene tape, but like you know, like a construction site, like the white poles that like is like tape that goes around it. It's like not real tape. It's like a no, like a barrier. I've never seen. Well, that. picture the police tape, but a little bit different. Okay. So um, she was bound and gagged with that. Um, Bittinger had traded places with Norris, who drove, um, aimlessly for, like, an hour, as Bittinger remained with Ledford in the back of the van. So, after removing construction tape from her mouth and legs, Bittinger had tormented Ledford. He was slapping her, mocking her, and beating her, like, with his fists. And she kept, like, shout- he kept shouting for her to, like, quote, say something. End quote. Well, how is she supposed to say something when she's gagged? Well, she's not anymore. He took it off. He's, like, hitting oh. her and, like, trying to get her to, like, right. make him angry. Well, so. he is stupid. Because why would she want to talk to you? And why would she want to tell you anything or say anything to you when you're just going to kill her? Exactly. This, Bittinger's insane. These are direct quotes from him that I'm going to be saying. So, as Ledford started to scream and shout, he shouted for her to, quote, scream louder. Then... Wait. Are you kidding me? No. It gets worse. As Ledford kept screaming, Bittiger began asking her, like, as he was hitting her, quote, what's the matter? Don't you like to scream? End quote. Scream movie. No. It's just worse than the scream movie. That should be part of the scream movie. They should have that line. I mean, I know that's mean, but, like, I feel like that's what the the character in Scream would say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, as Ledford began to cry, she pleaded with Bittiger repeatedly saying, quote, no, don't touch me, end quote. Which, this Shirley is so strong, like, as a person. Like, she didn't give in to Bittinger. She didn't give him what she, like, he wanted. Mm-hmm. You know, she, like, stood up for herself and, like, had hope. And I, like, really wish that she was able to get out of this. Because he, this is probably the worst that Bittinger's been with people. So, um, in response, Benninger again told her to scream as loud as, um, she wished, and then began to keep striking her with a hammer. He, like, was beating her breast with oh his fists and yeah. torturing her with pliers, um, and between all that, he was, like, raping her. So, repeatedly, uh, Ledford can be heard pleading for the abuse to stop, and she was making statements like, quote, oh, no, no, end quote, as sounds that... Those were sounds of Benninger, like, 
really was trying to get her to say. Like, he really wanted her to, like, fight against him. Well, um, she's been doing that this entire time. Yeah. So, Bittinger had started taking out tools, like the sledgehammer or pliers from the toolbox under the bed. Um, and then, on a tape recorder that he had pulled out, um, you can hear the van turning off. Norris later described hearing her, her hearing her, quote, screams, consistently screams, end quote. Um, and that was all coming from the back of the van as he drove. So he didn't really know what was happening, allegedly. But again, as you find out later, some of Norris's testimony couldn't be not fully the truth. Mm-hmm. So shortly after Norris had switched places with Bittiger, he himself switched on the tape recorder that Bittinger had used to record of pretty much all that he had, you know, had time. Or he had recorded pretty much the entire time he had with Ledford. And so Norris turned on that same recorder. Mm-hmm. Um, so Norris first shouted for Ledford to, quote, go ahead and scream or I'll make you scream, end quote. In response, Ledford plead, quote, I'll scream if you stop hitting me, end quote. And then after that, several high-pitched screams. Um, Norris kind of encouraged her to keep doing that um, in order for him to stop, which didn't happen, obviously. So Norris had reached for the sledgehammer that, you know, uh, Bittinger had brought out, and Ledford, seeing him do this, had screamed, oh no, and then that's when Norris struck Ledford once on the left elbow. Ew. Yeah, so they're like, no, they're, yeah, they're like trying to find all these like weird places to hurt her, but not kill her, but like put her in a lot of pain. Like, the elbow's, like, the worst place. Like, I, yeah. I hate when I have my elbow on, like, a like a door frame or a table. Yeah. Or a wall. It hurts. So, in response to all of that, she'd informed Norris that she that he had broken her elbow and pleaded, quote, don't hit me again, end quote. In response, Norris had raised the sledgehammer again and forced Ledford to repeatedly scream no um, in order to, again, like, say, oh, I'll stop if you do this. He didn't stop and struck her 25 consecutive times on the same elbow with a sledgehammer um, before Dude, asking her, quote, hurt so bad. Then he asked her, quote, what are you sniveling about? As Ledford continually screamed and wept. Did you say that right? I think so. Sniveling? Sniv- sniveling? I-, I don't know. Sniffling? Not sniffling. It has a V. Sniveling. But did you spell it right? I, this is the, this is from police reports. Oh, they could have spelled it wrong. They could have. I think that that's like a like what are you what are you crying about, huh? Like what are you you know? Yeah. What are you complaining about essentially? So after approximately two hours of captivity, Norris had killed Ledford by strangling her with a wire coat hanger. They love um, strangling with the people. pliers. Yeah. So Ledford didn't react much to the act of strangulation, although she died with her eyes open. Bittinger had opted to discard her body on a random lawn. In order for, like, views and reaction from press. So, like, he wanted to be known. Yeah, basically. Um, this is the guy that had antipsychotic meds and stopped taking them. If you can't tell. <laughs> so, the pair drove to a randomly selected house in Sunland, where Norris had discarded Ledford's body um, in a bed of ivy upon the front lawn. Poison ivy? No, like, pretty ivy. Oh. <laughs> Ledford's body was found by a jogger the following morning, and the autopsy revealed that in addition to being sexually assaulted, she had died from strangulation after receiving extensive blunt force trauma to the head, breast, and left elbow, with an ulceration sustaining multiple fractures. Her genitalia and rectum had been torn, caused by um, part... Um, 
caused by parts that sorry this is a lot of text caused by parts that Bittinger had inserted pliers inside of her body um, in addition to her left hand bone um, a puncture wound on her finger and right hand had been slashed so oh those God. are from the autopsy report that's why there were so many like random words that's a lot like, I know this whole like person like Shirley's whole case is pretty much all from like autopsy and police reports and I keep studying over stuttering over my words so I'm sorry about that but yeah so that was from the autopsy report um, Bittinger would later claim that the tape recording that the pair had created about Ledford's like clear abuse and torture had offered nothing other than a piece of evidence of a threesome adding that toward the very end Ledford was screaming for him and Norris to kill her so, oh yeah, he was like, yeah, it's, it was actually consensual, and then she wanted to die. I would basically. do the same thing as her. Like, if I had to go through that, I'd, I would put up a fight as best as I can, but, like, if I couldn't do it anymore, I would just, like, I would do, I, yeah, I would yeah. do the same thing. Um, so now moving on to the investigation of all of these murders. In November 1979, Norris had become reacquainted with a friend of his, Jophis Joseph Jackson. Joseph. <laughs> Joseph Jackson. Um, an individual with whom he had previously interacted with in the California men's colony. Oh my god. Uh huh. Is um, he crazy like them? No. Not, well, I mean, he was obviously, he was crazy enough to be in that place. Like, what did he do? Nothing bad. He, he didn't do this. Um, Norris had confided in Jackson that regarding his and Benninger's exploits over the previous five months, including graphic details of Shirley Ledford's murder, the only victim's body who had been found. So he basically is like, oh, hey, man, do you want to hear about all these, like, super sick murders I did? Oh, my God. You never confess. Yeah, so that's what he did. Um, and upon hearing Norris's confession, Jackson consulted his attorney, who advised him to inform the authorities. Obviously. Um, a woman named Robin Rob... You Rob- spelled woman wrong. You spelled it women. I know. <laughs> um, a woman named Robin Robeck, um, had had, uh, mace sprayed in her face before being... Mace? Mace. Pepper uh, spray. I think it said may. No. Before being dragged into a van and raped by two Caucasian <gasps> men... In their mid-thirties. Another one? And then got released. Although Robin had reported the abduction to the police, they had been unable to find her assailants. This is like how they were caught. Assail- like, really. Assailants? Assailants. It's like the people who did it. I, I think it's assailants. It's not. It's assailants. Are you I, sure? Yes, I do not for sure. Um, she was shown a series of mugshots, and without hesitation, she positively ID'd the two photos of the people who had kidnapped and raped her on September 30th. Guess who they were? Bittaker and Norris. Exactly. So, that is when they got brought into questioning. That is when Joseph said that what Norris had told him, and then everything crumbled. And everything, like, basically was told. So, in the end, Norris had pleaded guilty to each murder and agreed to testify against Bittinger. Oh. Yeah. Bittinger did not take any plea deal and was fit to stand trial. Bittinger was arranged on 29 charges of kidnapping, rape, sodomy, and the murder, in addition to various charges of criminal conspiracy and possession of a firearm. They both spent the remainder of their lives in prison. Norris had died of natural causes on February 24th, 2020. 
Um, oh, wow, that's close. Yeah, and Benninger died of natural causes on December 13th, 2019. They were both set to be or were on death row. I believe Benninger was on death row and Norris was set to be on death row when they both died. Wow. They should have been hung. So that is the case of the toolbox killer. The awful case. That was, like, the most, like, cruel or, like, how do you say it? Um, gr- not gr- is it gruesome? Gruesome, yeah. Like, in case we've done so far. It was. Like, it was, yeah. Like, like, usually I can picture, like, all this in my head and it not be as bad as what I pictured when you were telling me about this. Yeah, this one was, this one was not good. That's why I wanted to do it in two parts. Because it was, it would be too much for one. That was a lot. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, I would, I would have loved to do this all in one part. But the, the fact that I could get my hands on, like, the autopsy report and stuff. Like, it was too much information not to, like, put in two specific parts if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because I didn't want to like condense it and then it like not be like there um but yeah that was the the toolbox killers what'd you what'd you think (laughs) they both should have been hung Mm -hmm. they should not have died of natural causes Mm -hmm. um they should have been on death row and then been hung Mm -hmm. and I hate them both especially yeah especially Bittinger I hate him so much Everybody he like makes me hate, sick. Should should hate Bitteker. Yeah, that's if the one not, thing you should take away from this. You and don't hitchhike. Yeah, don't that's hit, the other thing you should take away from this. Don't hitchhike ever. Um, I feel like that's common sense. I hope it is. Um. So yeah, that was the episode. Make sure to check us out on all of our social medias on our Twitter, Deadly Archives. <laughs> <laughs> um. You. We have a a website. It's deadlyarchives.mailchimps.com. We, we do. Um, <laughs> we also can be found on Spotify, Apple Music, all of those fun things. It's on our website. Also on our Twitter and our, and our bio. So we haven't done a promo in a while, so I figured I'd... Oh, and we also have an email if you want to talk to us about any cool cases or anything. <laughs> it's contact.deadly.archives at gmail.com. You were just talking way too fast for that. Well, I'm just wrapping it up, you know? <laughs> Um, don't get in any weird vans with people, and I guess that's all. Don't hitchhike. All right. Yep. Bye. Bye.